millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hello and welcome back to the No Ratings Podcast. We've got a very special one for you. It's for the first time we're doing a cricket-exclusive podcast. Now, of course, if you're a football fan and you're thinking to turn away, I would pause right now because we're joined by cricketing legend, Azur Mahmood. And I think I can say this with a lot of confidence because we've had a conversation before. We are going to go into a lot of detail. There are lots of stories going to be told. Um, and I think you will enjoy it very much. Uh, as always, as with our guests, we ask for a fun fact about yourself before we get into the pod. So what is your fun fact? Hi, guys. This is Azhar Mahmood here. I played cricket for Pakistan for, I think, 12 years and then played county cricket around the world. And um, these days I'm coaching Surrey County and different leagues around the world. So, yeah, handicap, my, I play golf. But I ask you, don't ask me that question. <laughs> My handicap is uh, not officially. Uh, it was 20, then I come down to 18. But if I play regularly, I can come down to, I think, 10. But that's not bad at all. <laughs> that's, that's quite but a good now handicap. I'm, no, now I'm playing on 18. So, you know, like my average score is 91, which is okay. But I don't play enough. So that's why. That's not bad. That's not bad. Um. Of course, we're not here to talk about golf. We're here to talk about the Cricket World Cup. So what we're going to do is take a little trip around, trip down, should I say, trip down memory lane, and, and then also look at the Cricket World Cup, which is about to take place. So let's go from current and then towards the past. Let's start with this World Cup. Talk me through the magic of being at a World Cup, World Cup for a player, but also as a coach, what, what it actually means. Because I think as fans, we go, oh, this is my country. We're playing lots of other countries. This is going to be so much fun. But I feel like the experience is very different for a player. Yeah, definitely. You know, like uh, one thing, you're representing your country and uh, it's ultimate uh, goal for any professional or any player to play for your country. And then, you know, like representing your country during the World Cup, whether it's a uh, 50 over World Cup or T20 World Cup or whatever it has been, you know, like it's it's a phenomenal, you know, when you feel that you go there and you feel like, you know, like, okay, I'm top of the world. And if you perform well in that uh, regards, then you, you really feel like, you know, like, well, there's something special. And, you know, like 
all the countries and all the best players around the world to play in that World Cup. So, yeah, playing around those guys is amazing feeling. What's the pressure like? Do, are you someone that uh, encourages the feeling of pressure or are you someone that says, you know, soak it up, enjoy well, the occasion? Yes, we start with, if you see, you know, like where I come from, you know, Pakistan, you you see a lot of young guys come in to international cricket and they don't worry about any other uh, pressure. You know, like nowadays, you know, social medias and, you know, like a lot of scrutinies of their selection and all those things come come to them but uh, when I played you know like okay the first thing was you know just go and enjoy yourself and you know show the world what mm. you can do and that's what it is and then you know like if you perform and then you know expectations come into play and then uh, you know a lot of uh, uh, media attention and all those things and now nowadays if you see the social media is so big you know if you perform in one game you become really big you know a superstar overnight <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. In terms of this current World Cup, it's a very interesting one. I think, uh, from my opinion anyway, it's probably the first one in a while where there isn't a standout candidate to definitely win it. I think, um, obviously, we will talk about Pakistan in a lot of detail. Um, I'm obviously a Pakistan fan, so I would like Pakistan to win. Um, I've got a lot of Indian friends who think India will do okay, but not great. But a lot of friends who support England who think England will be good but again unsure uh, then obviously you've always got australia is there anyone you're tipping or like who do you think might be worth looking out for i think sri lanka might be a really good shout actually as the dark horses potentially yeah anyone can this is the beauty of t20 format you know it's a short format and on 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 your day you can beat any side you know one partnership can take take the game away from the opposition and you know whoever hold their nerves on the day and you know have a have a better out of the opposition will win the game. And then, you know, like uh, like a tournament like this, for example, you know, like you need to peak at the right time mm. rather than, you know, like you peak early and then by the end of the business end, you just go down. So you need to peak at the right time, which is really, really crucial. And, and you know, like, getting the right combination from the game one that's that's really is a key to win this uh, tournament and in my opinion you know i'm as as i said you know before my saying is uh, batsman win your games and bowler mm. win your tournament and you know like uh, it's only way you can contain by getting wickets and whoever got a best bowling lineup yes definitely you need to put the right score on the board but you know you have to have the ability to take wickets. You mentioned um, peaking at the right time. How do you actually do that? Because obviously, the, the tournament—if you're a team, your, your tournament could end after four games because you didn't get going at the right time, or you could get going really early. How do you actually manage that? Because naturally, you you can't say to a player, uh, "Take it easy in the first game because it's you're playing Zimbabwe." Then go all in second game, then pick, pull it down. How do you actually manage that? You know, part it's, of it? it's an environment, team culture. You know, like all the teams. You know, before this World Cup, you know, like if you see. Pakistan, uh, Bangladesh, and New Zealand is playing there. Uh, before that, Pakistan, uh, England series, and you see India, South African series. So all the teams, you know, been playing cricket. So this is the best thing about uh, this World Cup because everyone is playing and they have their combination. You know, like normally when you see, okay, when you're going to Australia, which combination you're going to go. If you're playing in Pakistan, maybe you play two spinners. Maybe in Australia, you have to go with four four front-line seamer or maybe 
seeming all-rounder. You mentioned wickets and uh, a man we haven't seen that much recently, Shaheen Shalfridi, who is honestly... Uh, I actually had the pleasure of meeting him a few weeks ago. He was doing his rehab whilst I was doing my rehab. Um, what happened to you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm always injured. You'll get used to this. <laughs> um, um, he's, okay. he's, he's a lovely, lovely guy. Obviously an outstanding uh, bowler, outstanding cricketer. He should be fit for the World Cup, fingers crossed. How good is yeah, he compared to the other bowlers in the world right now and also compared to ones that you've played with and coached? I think I, I think Shane is one of the finest left-arm fast bowler. You know, you see after we see Makram, you see Mitchell Stark, and I think uh, he got all the all the skills, all the ability, and he, he got a big heart as well. So, you know, he, as a fast bowler, you need to have a big heart, and you have to have uh, show the character in 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 yourself. I think he has all the all the ability and skill. Yeah, worked with him when we picked him. Uh, I think against Sri Lanka first up, he played only. Uh, one first last game against uh, England Lions, and then we picked him and we took him to South Africa. And uh, since then, you know, like he's uh, he's a leader of Pakistan attack, and he's a phenomenal character as well. You know, like he's growing as a character, he's growing as a as a person as well. So he's been he's been really 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 good player for Pakistan, and that's the that's why Pakistan got a lot of success in recent past. As I mentioned, we'll talk a lot about Pakistan then and now. Uh, let's start with now. Let's talk about Babar Azam. Uh, he is, pff, what a batsman. He's probably one of the few batsmen that even rival fans, say Indian fans or whoever it is, you can actually sit and enjoy watching him play. Obviously, a lot of people that follow the podcast, this might be the first time listening to a cricketing conversation. Um, Babar Azam is like Lionel Messi. Like you, could, you don't need to love him. You can just sit and watch him. Um, where does he rank in the greatest Pakistani batsman ever? I know it's really early because he still hasn't finished his career, but it's a hell of a question. Yeah, he is one of the best right now. I'm not sure he's on that league right now. Uh, I'm really sorry, listeners, but you know, like it's too early days for him, and you don't want to put pressure on him. But he's a class act, you know. Seen him, um, I've given him a T20 cap as well, you know, like uh, for my hand, uh, Shaheen as well. So you know, like uh, seeing him, his growth as a player, as a person, which is remarkable. And you know, the, his work at it when he's in terms of his batting, he's been phenomenal. And you know, it's it's like cover drive you see him you can't see better cover drive than barbarism right now in world cricket and you know like uh, and now he's a young guy he's uh, leading the side and he's doing really well you know as a captain you see a lot of people you know on social media say he's not a good captain but he's yes definitely he's not a born captain but uh, in a same uh, same time he's learning the art and he one thing which this management have done they back their players, they back their mm. bench strength or whatever they have, you know, like or they are come out and they said, this is our best 11 and we will back them. I think this is the best thing I've never seen in Pakistan cricket. You know, whenever you had a pressure on you and you suddenly see see the team has changed, but, you know, Babar Azam and uh, Seki and all these management done really well, really well to keep those guys. And like going back to Babar, you know, like, oh man, you know, like, I think I will give credit here to Mickey Arthur. Because if you see Barbara Azam's first 20 or test matches, he hasn't performed in red ball cricket. But Mickey always said, you know, this is a guy has to bat three. 
I said, Mickey, you know, he's a young guy. Let him bat five, and then eventually we can promote him. But Mickey said, no, no, no. This guy will bat at number three, whatever. And then, you know, like in T20 format, we managed to send him up the order. And that's really paid off. Yeah. And then uh, alongside him, um, Rizwan, who again, and this is the beauty, actually. This is what you mentioned about this Pakistan team, where there's a genuine affection between player, fan, coach, backroom and there's a real connection not one that i've experienced i'm 30 years old and i've loved cricket my whole life it's the first time where i felt a true sort of like bond between players and fans um and rizwan is probably the embodiment of what pakistan is right now he's got so much heart uh he's a he's a warrior he plays for injuries uh he came up out of nowhere um he's extremely well groomed <laughs> and next to baba they make such a such a wonderful partnership does it remind you a little bit of the olden days? I felt like when I think back to Pakistan in the 90s and early 2000s, there was a lot of partnerships, a lot of good oh, combinations. Yes, definitely. You know, like uh, talking about Rizwan, you know, seeing him uh, work with him in when he was captain Multan Sultan when we won the champion, when we won the PSL, I think it was PSL 6. You know, like uh, he, he's a phenomenal uh, character, you know, like what a uh, man, you know, like with a self-belief uh, and, you know, believe in Allah, which is which is really really good, you know that everything he does, you know he got so much belief on his game. He worked hard on his game as well, you know. Like uh, and you know, like if you see, uh, both these guys are not natural openers, you know. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I'm going to touch on that as well. So you know, but these guys earn the right to open the part, uh, open the batting for Pakistan, uh, because we promoted uh, Babar to open the batting with uh, Fakhar Zaman. And then later on, you know, like when Misra was in charge and he promoted him. And that's where it's, it's always very easy if you promote someone from batting down the other, up the other in T20 format. But it's very difficult for to send those guys who are facing a new ball and come and play against spin. So that's where, you know, like Pakistan cricket middle order when we talk about Pakistani middle order is struggling. And I think that's why happening. Because if you see you asking Fakhar to bat at number four or number three, and then Sean Masood to bat at four or three, and that's where, you know, like you, it's very difficult for the guy to come in who never uh, experienced enough in domestic cricket. He always faced new balls and come back and, play in that sort of role when the field is open and, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's difficult. But having said that, if you see uh, Rizwan, the way he has been playing for the last two years is unbelievable. And that's the method, that's the mantra, is working for Pakistan, which is really good. And that's why they won lot lots of game in recent past. So I think he's, he's, he's up there because a lot of time people talk about... Uh, Barbarism and people forget about uh, this mm-hmm. one. Since I think since now, if you see the Asia Cup, people are talking about Rizwan. Before that, you know, Rizwan, no one talked about Rizwan. But now people realize how how important Rizwan is on the field with his keeping, you know, setting the fields, setting the angles, and then uh, then his batting. You know, like he's a glue to this Pakistan batting line. You mentioned the middle order. I actually didn't um, have this written down to talk about the middle order, but there's a, a constant criticism online from fans that Pakistan's middle order collapses. 
I don't know. It, to me, it feels like a myth. It's one of those things that people just hop onto when it doesn't work. Uh, and I just saw your face, and obviously this is a podcast. People can't see your face. You you were screwing your face a little bit. I don't. I want to know why. You know, like when somebody is not there, they like them. It's social media. It's the Pakistani fans or Pakistani media guys. You know, when when I was there, you know, like they said, uh, destroy the Pakistan bowling line lineup. Okay, uh, Hassan Ali, Fahim Ashraf. Uh, Shaheen Shafridi, Muhammad Abbas, uh, Nawaz, and uh, you say all these guys were from my time. Hasnan, if it was my time, you know, we mm. we developed these guys. I'm not saying that we, we, we as a management, you know, these were the guys. Yes, uh, Nassim worked with him a little bit, you know, after that. Uh, only guy came in is Haris Rauf because he hasn't played cricket for, uh, start playing cricket with a hard ball in the last four years or so. So he wasn't there. So rest of the guys are there, but you know, like having said that, you know, like people say, okay, talking about Asif Ali, okay, talking about Khushtil, uh, talking about uh, Iftahar, you see how many games they have played, you know, not the, they're not played only uh, more than 20 uh, T20 games. So what do you expect from them? And especially mm-hmm. when you have less ball to come in and because the way you guys have their, the Pakistan team have their mindset and you know, okay, 70, uh, 70 after 10 hours or 80 after 10 hours, and then these guys come, and, you know, if the, if you're chasing 180, you end up having 10 and over, 11 and over. So if you play a couple of dot balls or uh, two overs of five, five, and then suddenly your stri- uh, average goes to 14, and you have to hit the ball. And, and I, I think we need to be patient with our players. These are the best players. My talent is there, mm. but that's what I'm saying. The journey from club cricket to first class is really, really tough. And there's a lot of talent, wasted talent is there. But, you know, somebody has to identify the talent and say, okay, now we have to go and uh, find the talent and then polish that talent. Uh, it, it, in the past, you see, you know, like if you see talking about 90s, you know, like our time, you see, we... Myself and Abdul Razak were two all-rounders, and people are still saying, you know, oh, we can't develop any more all-rounders. Why? Why? And even if, if even if we were there, they never use us in in proper way. So that's what happens, you know. Like, and if you see, if I go back to a bigger picture, you, you see, like everyone talk about Pakistan bowling lineup. Okay, oh, Pakistan always produce the fast bowlers. If you see, only three people have more than two hundred wickets in test match cricket in Pakistan, which is Imran Bhai, Wasim Bhai, and Wakar Bhai. Whereas, you know, even Shrevi doesn't have that many wickets. So that's the problem, you know, like one day we say, okay, this is a guy, we found this one. We found, you know, uh, Swayb Maksud came in and we said, oh, we found uh, Inzi. And then where is, he's gone. You know, we find someone else, like he's gone. So we never look after our players. You know, somebody got injured, we never look after them. I'm glad PCB has done it. Uh, I think it's credit to Shahid Afridi's tweet about uh, Shaheen Shah Afridi coming here and um, putting his own expenses and uh, doing stuff. And then the cricket board realized, you know, we have to do that because uh, Shahid Afridi, one Shahid Afridi is tweeted. And the other thing is he's our asset. So we have to look after. And, you know, like he, he, he personally called me and he said, you know, when I start bowling, so I want to work with you. And then the cricket board said, we you know, send our own 
bowling coach from Pakistan who can work with me, that's fine because I'm always there to help uh, my players, you know, even they're playing for Pakistan, the county cricket or anywhere. So, you know, I'm happy to do that. Just feels like there's a little bit of a disconnect there. You're, you're, I won't mention any of the names, but you're not the first person I've had exactly this conversation with who can also help Pakistani cricketers um, develop whatever it is that they need to develop. I feel like there's a disconnect between the people who are currently, you know, you, you've worked across um, various sort of levels of cricket. Um, you're still in the game now. You were working on a hundred with international cricketers from uh, international cricketers from other to other countries. How do we? How do you? How do we put that together? There feels like such a. What's going on there? Uh, I don't know because you know, like, see, I, I, I when I was finished my study, two thousand and sixteen, I become Pakistan bowling coach. Then I, I stayed with them till two thousand nineteen World Cup. Okay, and you see the growth of the player at that time, you know, like I mentioned before, but I don't want to go to saying that. Hassan Ali, you know, number one bowler in the world. Ahmad Wasim was in top 10. Shadab, all these guys were growing and they, they have done really, really well. And we were number one side in the world. And unfortunately, during the 2019 World Cup, uh, we didn't qualify for the semis because of our run rate. Mm. Only thing was run rate. And uh, New Zealand qualified, and then in the end, you know, you change, you change the management and everything. That's fine. That's fine. I understand. Uh, it happened in Pakistan because I I was involved in three World Cup myself. You know, ninety nine, two thousand three, two thousand seven, and it happens. You know, if you qualify for the semis, if you done really well, then you're there. Otherwise, the players goes or the coaches management goes. That's happened in Pakistan. You know, that's the way Pakistan people and Pakistan. Uh, you know, media and all those things work. But, you know, like, if you see, uh, like, right right now, Dr. Zephyr was helping uh, helping him, which is really, really a good sign. If you go back, Azhar Ali, Haris Rauf, uh, sorry, Haris Swell, all these guys came to Dr. Zephyr and he, he got him right. So you need, if they are not getting better in Pakistan, like, I, I just had one guy, Zishan Zamir, under-19 guy in PSL, so we're sorting out his his thing uh, now to get fit and stronger. So we're sorting out his stuff. So this these these things happen in Pakistan cricket, but no one because the talent keep talent like now. If you see the talent just keeps coming. We've got a conveyor belt of coming, talent. Fast bowlers. So then that's that's what happened. You know, like then you don't really look after that talent which you already have. If you compare now, I can go on. Like Chaminda was from Sri Lanka, you know he's is one of the best bowler in the history of Sri Lankan cricket. And if he was in Pakistan, he he might not play that many games. But because he was the only one at that time, he was keep playing and getting better and better all the time. And in the end, having more than four hundred wickets. So <laughs> that's the problem we had in Pakistan, unfortunately. Mm. Mm. We're going to go a little bit into the past. Um, and we, we, I feel like we could have this conversation about the current Pakistan set of the current Pakistan team over and over again. Um, but let's, let's go to what was an incredible moment for yourself. World Cup 1999, the West Indies match. What was that moment like for you? That If you can cast your mind back to how old you were then. I think now when you, you know, when you get older, something's happened, you sit and go, it was nice, it was good. Then I did this, this, this. But at that moment in time, at that age and... That that rise, every everything that sort of, I mean, 
to, to give you context, I was sat with my dad. Um, I don't I don't know if it was Ramazan. I can't really remember, but it was like early hours. It wasn't, a, it it wasn't, wasn't Ramazan. Ramadan. Uh, we were sat early hours um, watching the cricket because we used to watch everything on repeat because we didn't have the channel. Um, so we used to get like the game, put it on. We watched it and my dad was like, oh, this this uh, who's this other guy. I've never seen him. Blah, blah, blah. And then obviously you had the performance against West Indies. And my dad was like, He's the guy. He's the new guy. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's just now uh, going back to that. I, I can't remember how old I was. You know, like I'm 46 now. I must be, must be, I think, 21, 22, or maybe yeah. uh, something like that. 23? Oh, maybe, I think 23. Yeah. Uh, yes, 23. 20, uh, yeah, 98, I was uh, 22 when I was playing the Durban Test match. And that, yeah, 23. Yeah, I was 23. So, uh, yeah, it was amazing feeling, you know, like during that World Cup uh, coming back uh, to England and playing part of Pakistan World Cup squad, first ever World Cup, first game uh, at Gloucester. You know, we were struggling and me and I think Wasim Bhai had a partnership uh, which we managed to put, I think, 250 odd at that time and uh, won the game. And I got a man of the match in my very first game. In the World Cup, uh, yeah, it was a great memory, you know. Like, uh, remember hitting Ambrose six over square leg, and then uh, yeah, it was it was it was unbelievable team and unbelievable uh, atmosphere at that time, you know. Like, if you see the bandstand at that tournament, uh, Mushibai was sitting on the bench, Malik Saab, Slim Malik Saab was sitting in the bench, uh, Afridi sometime or sometime, Majadullah Wasti. And then Wakar Yunus. <laughs> what, what a bench. What a bench. What a bench. <laughs> you know, like you can't ask for more. I think, uh, in my opinion, I think that was the best Pakistan team ever in terms of the players' uh, their achievement, their record, and the talent. I think that was the best, best team. Uh, you mentioned, you know, like your dad said, who's this guy? And my missus said the same thing. I met my missus during the 99 World Cup, you know, like ever. So she said, oh, I never knew. But, you know, like coming to this uh, World Cup, I, I was at number two at that time, you know, in bowling. Even even we have Vaseem Makar and all those guys, but I was number two in the world. So, uh, which is was really good. And then because in 97, I think when I had tour of England, that's really helped me. Because my debut was mm. against India in 96, but 97 coming here and playing that uh, eight four-day games, you know, like champion, county championship game against the counties, which really helped me to develop as a cricketer. You mentioned the team. You had an absolutely incredible team back then. Yourself, Inzi, Shaila Fridi, Wasim, and many others. Talk me through the dynamic of that team because there's so many leaders there and there's so many big stars there's so much energy. How does that balance itself out? Yes, Basim Makai, you know, like there was a hero. We used to have uh, their poster in our rooms and stuff like that and, you know, sharing the dressing with these guys. I remember when I had my debut against uh, England, oh, sorry, against India, I was more nervous in the dressing room than playing against India. <laughs> so the amount of talent and, you know, like the heroes, you look at that, Basim by the he had the aura, Makar Yunus, and then Said Said Anwar. You know, like I was I was lucky enough to play it with a few of them. 
for like my United Bank at that time, you know, mm. like uh, Inzamam, uh, Makar, Mushi, uh, and these guys, I played with them. But the other guys, you know, like uh, Slim Malik, Wasim uh, Akram, and all these guys, you know, like, oh, oh my God. But uh, yeah, I got a lot of support from those guys, you know, which I played with. Talk me through Shahid Afridi. He's a he's an incredible character, um, one of a kind. I think you describe him as not something we'd seen. So he was almost like uh, a social media character before social media existed. <laughs> you were always getting clips from him. He was always, he was always entertaining. What what is he actually like? Or is he actually like that? I think he was ahead of his time. Though. <laughs> 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 no, no, he he was. Uh, I can see the number ten behind you, man. That's yeah. his number. So yeah. he. He was a phenomenal cricketer, you know, like uh, picked as a, uh, in, I think in 96, as a leg spinner when Mushibai had uh, his knee operation. And then on that series, if you remember that uh, Kalu Vadarna and Sanat J. Surya, mm. they used to dominate opening the batting, you know, they smash in power play. And we decided, you know, like Vasimbai decided, we have to do the same thing. So we need to promote some of the guy. And uh, w- one day, I think two days before the net, uh, before the game, we were in the nets, and the Zimbabwe said, "Pad up to me, pad up and go and hit the balls." You know, like I was just flying out. Normally, he's just there. I'm gonna hit it, and ask a freebie to do the same thing. He comes in, and spinner was bowling, and the Zimbabwe was bowling spinner as well in the net. So he swung sixes all over place, and the Zimbabwe said, "He's gonna bat three. And I think uh, Wasimbai said it, and uh, he was, I think he came back because his father wasn't well, and then Ramizbai was captain, I think. Mm. So they promoted, uh, I'm not sure that what happened, but I'm not sure in that particular game, Wasimbai was captain or it's been way back. So Afridi went in and smoked the six in the Nairobi ground, you know, like it was amazing. It was amazing to see that, you know, like the young guy coming in with no fear. Is just go and express yourself. And I think that was the best thing uh, happened to Shai Zafridi and Shai Zafridi become boom, boom. After that. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, yeah, he's, uh, as you said, he was just before his time. I think even when he did interviews, sorry, go ahead. No, no, it's, it's yeah, definitely. You know, like it's, it's he, he, we find someone, you know, like uh, uh, you can say a uh, superstar, at that time, you know, like, well, he's a good-looking lad, fit guy, you know, like, okay, uh, got nice hair as well, and, you know, like, <laughs> everything, everything is there, you know, and then when when he played, and, you know, everyone wants to see sixes, you know, there was hardly any <laughs> block. I remember sitting with his brother once, you know, like, watching the game, and when he blocked the ball, his brother clapped, and he hit the six. <laughs> oh, no, again. Oh, no, again. So, <laughs> You know, he was he was like that, you know, throughout his career, you know, like he was he was entertainer. Yeah. And, and someone that doesn't actually get talked about a lot. When I was a kid, I used to love watching Inzamam. Um I wasn't a batter, I was a bowler. I still am a bowler. I'm I'm scared of facing fast balls. So um <laughs> but Inzamam was someone who was very unique to cricket because he didn't enjoy running. Um, but he could he could do everything else like flawlessly. Um and yeah, also because Sorry, because people say, you know, he wasn't a good runner. He was a good runner. The problem he has, because he's a knee, he got a knee issues, and turning. You know, mm. if you see if you see how many times in Zamam, 
run people out from the boundary, you know, like a sweeper boundary. If we see a straight straight line running, he was quicker. He was he was a lot quicker than a lot of other guys at that time. But you know, like having said that, because if you see the uh, running between the wicket with him, Muhammad Yusuf and Wasim Bai involved, you know, they say, ah, they can't run. They can't judge the run. Mm-hmm. It is a he can run, but you know, like understanding between certain players and because they have so many run out issues mm-hmm. between them and it becomes you know known because people say he can't run yeah. he can hit the ball he can do everything but he can't run but it wasn't it wasn't true that you know i, I wasn't going to mention this but the run out uh, situation is like something to me um back then when i was a kid all i remember between the age of like 8 and 15 was pakistan would have a lot of run outs um what, what what was the reason for that? I used to always to be left scratching my head. And the one thing I remember, I mentioned my dad earlier. My dad would go before before something would happen. He'd go to run out in the next ball, and and the run out would happen. You know, like uh, NZ one thing. You know, like we say NZ. Yeah, he wasn't good. I, I won't say, but he. Uh, I can say that because he wasn't a good uh, judge of getting. You know, like uh, getting singles. So, and in terms of, if you see Muhammad Yusuf and Yunus Khan, they were the two best runners we had it. Mm. But they had a lot of uh, misunderstanding between them as well. You know, like Muhammad Yusuf was involved in a lot of runners run out as well. So, because he was quick, the other guys are not quick. You know, like Yunus and, like the other day, I was listening to Babar and uh, Rizwan, I think, when they said, okay, running between the wickets, they are brilliant. We see each other rise and we run. And Yunus and Yusuf was the same as well at that time. But sometimes you had uh, miscommunication or mis- misjudge of getting those singles. So it happens, you know. Mm. Um, and then just very quickly on on this blast from the past, um, a lot of people ask this question on social media. World Cup 1999, you were unbelievable. You had a very, very good tournament, especially that first game set you off. And and as I said, my, my dad himself um, and your missus now both said, who is this guy? Um, but then after that, you were playing brilliantly in domestic cricket. What happened on the international scene? <laughs> you know, like I, I, I had a brilliant uh, career, you know, no question about that. But I think I've been hard done, to be honest. And, uh, you know, like in 2000, when General Tokir was there and he said, you know, he's a future captain. And I played my last test match, you know, like, uh, yes, I got played domestically around the world, but I played my last test match in England, against England, when I was 26, before even I played county cricket. Mm. And I'd never been included in the test record ever again. And uh, that's that can tell you why? You know, if you see, my best bowling figure was my second last test match, 4 for 50 in 25 overs. So I was doing all right. Then they, because what happened, you know, they said, oh, he's a one-day player. And I played my cricket, you know, like from 96, forget about 96, from 97 till 2000, 2001, I played, I think, 110 ODS at that period. And then after that, you know, like till 2007, I played, I think, 30-odd games. So, you know, like, I, yes, I had uh, my form wasn't great in, in that period of time. But, you know, like, uh, I deserve a second chance in Test Match Cricket. You know, like, when I was dropped, I never 
get back. I was getting runs in county cricket. I was getting runs in everything, but I've never been included in test match cricket. Having said that, having 300 against South Africa, and that's the thing, you know, like in Pakistan cricket, I can tell you, Afridi op- end up opening the batting. Mm-hmm. And I opened the batting at the same time in the same series, trial series, you know, like against uh, Sri Lanka, Pakistan, and uh, I think uh, South Africa in 98. I opened the batting against South Africa, and Afridi was opening the batting against Sri Lanka. So there was the plan, you know, because I played fast bowling better. And then they said, okay. But, you know, like having said that, you know, like it, one game we played today, for example, against South Africa, next, after two days, we got game against Sri Lanka. I'm opening the batting against South Africa and he's opening the batting against Sri Lanka. And then next game against South Africa, I'm batting against. So that's where, you know, like if someone is performing well in certain number, let him be. Mm-hmm. And then they play with things around me. I was bad. I bet every, every number. In that period of time, you know, like okay, up and down, up and down. I was young, you know. I, I wasn't sure about my own game, you know. Like one way, I knew I'm I'm gonna attack the opposition. I'm gonna attack the bowlers, and then you know, like uh, which sometimes you success, sometimes you don't. And then, and then they said, okay, no. But you know, like having said that, I think I think that's the best of reason, and that's that's what happened. You know, like 99 World Cup, I played all the 10 games. 2003 World Cup. I was part of the team. I didn't play a single game. I, I was, I was in the team for the last game, and then it was washed out. Didn't bowl, didn't bat, and I was after the World Cup. I was dropped. You know, or either your that selection was wrong, or next selection was wrong. You know, who's gonna answer that? No one's gonna answer that because. That's what happened, you know, when you don't perform well in World Cups or your management goes or your player goes. And I was one of the senior guys, so I end up having a scope gate. So I was I was dropped. And then same thing happened, you know, playing county cricket here, uh, ICC Champions Trophy in 2004 when West Indies won. I've been called here, was part of the team, not played a single game and drop again. So, and then, you know, suddenly you got sold out on your own ability and mm-hmm. you say, okay, uh, I'm, I'm not good enough and you know they play with your mind and that's what happened you know like if you see uh, I've been dropped I've been called up perform well I've been called up drop again same thing happened in um, in 2007 World Cup I was uh, my last game was in 2005 and then I've been called up for 2007 World Cup didn't play a single game Oh, I played last game, sorry, I played uh, against Ireland, one game, and that's it. And, you know, like, we, we were playing on that green pitch, you know, like, and I'm saying for last two days, you know, like, we need to play another team. They said, no, Danish can yes, fine. They told me in the morning, you know, like, when coming down for a toss, Hindi was coming down for a toss, and he said, you're playing. And that's what happened, you know, like, uh, I I have no problem with that, you know, like, okay, I, at least I got opportunity. In that particular game, I didn't perform because we were bowled out for 130. And that's happened. Now, I'm fine with that. But, you know, like, 2007, that was that was it. And then they didn't pick me. I asked them. They said, no, uh, we're done with you. And then I said, okay, let me go and play county cricket because I was mm-hmm. local here. And uh, I said, okay, let me play. And I said, okay, now I'm going to play. 
at that time it was county cricket and then icl happened i think in 2008 played in that then i got banned i got never been a contracted player for pakistan then i got uh, i think uh, banned from playing domestic cricket but all the other guys were played uh, they were contracted players they played for pakistan in recent time they all were back but i was i was never called back and then at 2010 i think i played against domestic cricket i was there in domestic cricket playing domestic cricket and then I, i said okay i think that's that's enough because you know like if you see i was playing t20 format and i played i think 260 or uh, maybe 250 or t20 around the world never played a single game for pakistan i can't i can't i can't uh, give you that answer by myself i think somebody needs to give that answer to me mm-hmm. you know like this is the first time i spoke about this i never spoke about this you know like okay but people say oh this thing happened what happened oh i don't know what happened you know these guys no because they, if they say oh i wasn't performing they can see my performance i, I think uh, i can tell you in 2012 Uh, Muhammad Akram was bowling coach at that time. Zaka Ashraf uh, you know like called me actually and he said what's your plan you want to play for Pakistan? I said yes I want to play for Pakistan. I was 38 years old at that time. So I said uh, he said oh I had a chat with the lecturers and you know chief lecturer and they said you don't play domestic cricket. I said sir to be honest of really doesn't play either but mm-hmm. he's in the team if you want me i can play not a problem but uh, what i want i want a white ball contract i'm not saying give me the contract uh, category a b c i said any category if you see c category okay and but i want white ball cricket one day and t20 and i want five games and he said okay let me speak to my guys he spoke to them and they said no no we only t20 that's the series when pakistan won against india in yeah. 2012 under a fees captaincy and because they never offered me anything because at that time i had ipl because i played in ipl in 2012 okay in 2013 i played in ipl i got an ipl contract i got a county contract i have to leave every single thing and they, they said T20, how many games they played in a year? At that time, 10 games. So the match fees was around, I think, 33,000 uh, US dollars. Okay, and I said to them, I said, you know, 10 games, I'm playing more fees for my kids at that time. Mm. School fees. So, no, it's not what for me, you know, coming back there. If you give me five games, I said to them, I said, if you give me five games, if I don't perform, I say, that's it if you ask me i can write things down they said no i said okay i said to him i said thank you very much for your call sir uh, you know nobody asked me five years where i was and what i was doing at that time so i really appreciate this call i'm, I'm sorry i'm really sorry i forgot his name i shouldn't be but it's, it's just came into my mind so suddenly so yeah that's that's happens you know like 
is the best life and you move on. <laughs> is um, I don't want to go on about this point too much, but this is just a fascinating story to me. And I think anyone listening to this is probably thinking, why didn't someone just pick the phone up and just say, this is the situation, let's have a conversation. Um, clearly that didn't happen until years later. Do you look back and think... I, I can tell you, I can tell you, it's happening now. You know, like you're talking about, we never got a phone call from Chief Selector or anyone. I, I, I'm not sure it's happening now as well. So nobody tells you, you you're out of the team or you, you're picking you in the team. I can give you an example recently, Hasnan. You know what, what happened to Hasnan last year? He's been called for his bowling action. He's, he's gone through mm. with the bowling action and he got you know, cleared. And I knew his, his action is fine now. He's getting clearer sheet from uh, ICC or because he was in uh, in Australia, called in Australia, so they have to give the clearance. So when we were looking for someone uh, like a quick bowler, so I said, why don't we pick him for 100? And we picked him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was bowling with me. I said, okay, you can work with me and we can... And suddenly I got a phone call from Chief Selector and he said, oh, by the way, Shaheen is in there, so we are looking... Uh, for us then. I said, okay, if you want to pick him, let us know we can have replacement. Nothing. We find out in the social media. Oh, he's been picked. So that's what I'm saying. And then, okay, he has to come back to Pakistan straight away. I'm saying, hang on a minute. No, no, no. Because we got an important game today. And they said, oh, he has to um, get his own ticket. So <laughs> I'm really, really sorry. We're still, we're still working on that way. So I didn't want to mention these things, but you know that's what happened. And mm. I'm saying because no official, official letter or official phone call from cricket board to us as Oval Invincible, oh, we having one of your guys. Yes, he's from Pakistan. He's a main player. Pakistan. He was a contracted player. So we want him to come and join Pakistan team. No single phone call, no text message, nothing whatsoever. Uh, he, he called me, Wasim called me and asked me, he said, oh, we were thinking of having him. What do you think is bowling well? I said, he's bowling well. That's what I'm saying, you know, like there's no official thing, you know, like when when people apply for a job, you advertise for the job and people apply for that and you not acknowledge that. Uh, okay, thank you very much. We acknowledge your CV. Okay, we'll get back to you even if you selected or not, that's what happened. Mm. So what you can say, that's what I'm saying, you know, like, okay, this is, this is not on. Like you, people think, you know, like PCB and all those, it's a professional environment, but something happened, some small things, you know, like why I'm saying this, player is your asset, player is your brand, okay? So you need to look after them. You need to give them every single opportunity to go and perform for the country and that's their job okay when they don't perform you bash them you do that um, I'm fine with that you know like but you know like you can give them opportunity to give to prepare them to go and do the job for your country do you look back at that time and if I said to you what what do you think it was um, that maybe didn't work out like if if you know, because the, the situation sounds crazy to me that you have a great all-rounder, 
who's playing well. He's played well in the World Cup. And then you don't give him another chance. And then we don't hear from him again for however many years. He pops up in a squad, doesn't get a game. Do is there something a moment where something happened or some something? There must be something that led to this situation. Because you know, like I think I think that's the reason when General Tokizia said I'm the future captain, and because you know, like I used to, but now I'm really calm and you know, like I used to have opinion, and I'm still have opinion, you know, like uh, and then I think that that was it, and then uh, I refused the captaincy when. I was vice captain, uh, Vakar, because I've seen Vakar, you know, sitting on the bench and, you know, like uh, in 2000. And to be honest, you know, captaincy and all those things, that was in, in my mind, you know, like I wasn't really, I wasn't, I just want to play cricket. And that was my aim. And that's what I said to John Sars. I said, sir, let me play my cricket, you know, like I'm enjoying my cricket. Let me play. It's too much for me. And then I think I should have taken that captaincy. I think if anything, so it might be a different game, but I have a strong belief. I think it's Allah written this for me. I have to play 21 test matches for Pakistan and 140 ODIs, and that's written. You know that I can't. I can't. It wasn't more than. Uh, it was more than enough for me, but I can't ask for more. You know. Mm. But if, as a human, if you ask me, as a player, you ask me, I should have played around 300 ODIs or 60 or test matches or something like that. That's what I, I feel. Uh, that was my talent. That was my potential was there. Because if you see around the world, I played till 2016, uh, 11 years after my international career. You know, like I was, uh, I want to play cricket. That shows mm-hmm. I want to play cricket. It's not whether I'm playing international cricket. I never played club cricket in this country. Because I always want to play competitive cricket. I think in my whole thing, you know, like if you know lashing games here, mm. I think in my living here for the last 17, 18 years, you know, like I played, I think maybe not more than six or seven games for them. You just go there, get a money because it wasn't competitive for me. So I said, I don't want to play that. And because I want to play competitive cricket, and I played competitive cricket around the world, I played every single league. Uh, you know, at that time when when I finished, it was existing. I played every single league. You know, from uh, from New Zealand to Big Bash to IPL to CPL, Bangladesh League, everything I played. Even eventually, I finally got a playing PSL as well, <laughs> so, which was achievement for me. Yeah, you. <laughs> Crack the code. As you said, you've had an incredible career. Um, we've looked backwards. Let's quickly look forwards. Um, the PSL is developing so quickly. So much talent is coming out of the PSL. Someone like Harris Rowe now is sort of getting the fruits of his labour. Um, do you think the PSL can eventually rival the IPL? You know, PSL is producing a lot of players. You know, if you see all the players, young players are coming from PSL. And from credit goes to all the six franchises you know like when you're talking about a young talent emerging talent and the likes of uh, Muhammad Wasim, uh, uh, Hazar Ali they all they all found from PSL and credit goes to all the franchises and their analysts who can work around and get those guys and definitely you know like uh, 
one thing we'll say, you know, like India, IPL is a, no doubt it's a big brand than PSL. Mm. But if you see that because of the money involved and, you know, hype created and, you know, people, uh, everything revolve around IPL, the international picture around IPL. So, you know, like when PSL happens, you know, like those players not allowed to come to play in Pakistan and these things happen, whatever happened with Pakistan. So I think, I think it's the brand is there and, uh, and I think it's going to grow and grow and it's going to help. And if you see the cricket in IPL and here, you know, like IPL, you always found more batsmen. But in Pakistan, I think one of the best, PSL is one of the best tournament in terms of bowling. Mm. bowling. And you can see so many good bowlers. And this is not my word. If you talk to any player around the world who, who was involved in IPL and PSL, they will say the same thing. PSL is definitely very, very exciting. Uh, the World Cup is going to be very exciting as well. Uh, last question, in a word, who's going to win the World Cup? You want me to say England or Pakistan? Whoever you, whoever you think is going to win. Uh, I think one of them. Are you, kind, are you kind of stuck. You're Pakistani, you're sat in England, you have to pick one or the other. No, I coach England as well. I coach Pakistan, yeah. so I it's, coach it's England. I might coach England again. And yeah. you never know. Uh, you know, if, if, to be honest, you know, like if if you bias, you know, like when I'm when I, India, Pakistan, oh, sorry, England, Pakistan, played, you know, I always Pakistan but you know like my heart is both ways you know like I want the certain players to do well like for example Sam Curran was there okay Will Jacks was there mm. you know like okay um, Topley was there I worked through these guys you know Sam Curran was young guy when I was playing at Surrey so I've seen his growth Topley as well you know as a player I work with them as a coach I work with them I worked with uh, certain variation if you see now Sam Curran's bowling back of the hand so he just recently developed that and you know like uh, I really uh, want these guys to do well but I want Pakistan to win at the same time <laughs> as well you know like it happened you know like if you see the team in there you know like Alex Hill's uh, part of Islamabad so a lot of guys you know I work with them uh, in some few of the guys were in, involved in uh, Oval Invincible, if you were now recently played, you know, like uh, International League. So uh, I, I know them all. So, but, you know, like when it's come to country, you know, like I want Pakistan to win it. But if you see the bigger picture, you said, you know, like if you see the team, England team batting lineups is really strong. Mm. That bowling, they have some concern, to be honest, still. You know, like if you see that when they win the game, uh, then they put the score on the board around 200 and winning margin is really little. Uh, whenever they win, even this series as well. So you see, margin are little, but you know, like if you see the Pakistan, you know, like yes, they have the concern in the middle orders, but the bowling is can take ten wickets. That sort of thing, you know, like excites you. And when you go to Australia, playing in uh, subcontinent pitches, the ball is not coming on. You know, the guys who struggle in the middle order, they might work. You know, if you see if the car last time around he went and he got some runs in Australia. So pitches are slightly different and, you know, like, uh, and health, fast rolling as well. So the only thing I see Pakistan, you know, like in this lineup, they're lacking one seeming all-rounder. Well, 
whatever it is, it's going to be a very, very, very exciting World Cup. Uh, it's on at crazy times if you're watching it in England, so make sure you sleep during the day so you can watch it in the early hours. Uh, Azad, thank you so no, much. No, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm off to Pakistan, so I'm I'm off to Pakistan. I think it's at least started in Pakistan yeah. as well, so I'm, I'm, I'm one of the TV channels. I'm sitting on BTV. I love it. Thank well, you thank you so time, much yeah. for the insight. Uh, I think we've heard stories here that I didn't expect to hear, and I've I've absolutely loved talking um, talking through it with you. As much as I'd want no, to carry this conversation on for the next three or four hours, it's Friday when this is getting recorded and recorded, and it's Friday prayer, so we both need to make a move, otherwise we're both going to be late. Uh, thank you so much. I'm sure we'll talk again at some point, and um, hopefully thank uh, you, you enjoy time in Pakistan, and Pakistan do win the World Cup. Yeah, it was lovely, lovely speaking to you. I never opened that much, but uh, I'm not sure what I said. You know, like I was just, it was, it was just going through Pakistan cricket and you know get a little bit emotional stuff like that. This is normal. So no, thank you very much. I hope I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist-approved, so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head-on. 